Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally, Aaron Novello. Welcome back, Novello Nation, to another episode of the Aaron Novello podcast. We have some power in the room. We got uh, one of the top producing real estate agents in Dade County with one of the top producing real estate agents uh, in Broward and Palm Beach County. Really appreciate you taking the time to be with me today, brother. This is Albert Vasquez, 120 deals last year, million dollar GCI. Welcome to the podcast. What's up, Aaron? Thank you, man. Thank you for uh, having me and excited to be here, man. Oh, for sure. Me too. And it's interesting <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I'm aware that because we're in such close proximity, you know, we kind of hear about one another and like, this is the first time that we've actually, you know, connected and it's cool to be connected with you in the digital form. And I always like to ask people to share in this platform that I think can add a lot of value. And I really believe that you can. And just so you know, the way that I, that came to my awareness is my client care coordinator was um, on a site gathering content and learning how to do something for the CRM that we use, which is follow-up boss. And she was like, Hey, there's this guy, his name's Albert Vasquez. I'm like, I've heard of that guy. I know who he is. She's like, yeah, he's on there, like doing videos, like showing people what to do. And we actually learned a lot from those videos and now have implemented them into our kind of processes and procedures. So that's why I was like, Hey man, let's get him on and have a conversation. So briefly, if you can kind of share with us your journey into real estate. We were talking a little bit off camera. It's pretty interesting. I think a lot of people can learn from that and be inspired by it. And then we'll get into you know a CRM and why it's important and why we use what we use. Hey man, thanks Aaron, bro. I appreciate that. No, uh, yeah, you know that's a beautiful, beautiful thing about you know today's culture that we live in. There's videos that are recorded. There's a ton of it. You know, and um, I appreciate those kind of words. So very quick. Uh, I graduated high school, Barbara Goldman, Go Gators, uh, 2000, class of 2000, graduated. My dad was in the mortgage industry. He's like, you should get into real estate. I was 18, didn't know what a mortgage was. I'm, this is not a joke. This is not like a thing you say. Like, literally, I'm studying and I'm reading the definition of a mortgage. I'm like, I don't get it. Anyways, failed my real estate exam between the ages of 18 to 22, like about seven or eight times. Um, but I wanted to get started. So I started you know, being a receptionist, honestly, front desk for a real estate broker. And um, from there, there was a job positioning at one of the title companies and um, actually it was an attorney. Um, and the attorney, I started being a receptionist as well, just answering phone calls, doing simple stuff. Then little by little started processing a file and had all this kind of go on. And uh, long story short, I got really into title, um, got, became a real estate paralegal. Then um, in 07, I got my real estate title license. I opened up my title company. I was excited. I was young. I forgot how old I was and got my own office with the view. Bro, it was awesome. Oh, it happened. And it was a profitable business. It's not that it wasn't profitable. Um, I worked really hard door knocked, um, you know, door knocked business centers, door knocked neighborhoods. Notice that as I was talking to a lot of consumers, they were really onto, okay, let me work with you. But a lot of them lost, I, I lost that control when the realtor came involved because as a title agent, I couldn't really be their realtor. So 
even though I was making these great uh, presentations and they wanted to work with me, if the realtor decided not to, then I lost that. So, you know, I, I was like, you know, 2008 was here. I'm like, well, I've been in the industry for a while. Part of my issue that I didn't pass was I didn't understand any of this. And I was just, just a horrible test taker. So I went back at it again in October of 2008, passed it. And uh, 09 for the brokerage that we joined, we were the number two agent for that branch. And um, it just kind of skyrocketed from there. Uh, in 2015, just kind of make it real uh, short and simple. Uh, 2015, my daughter was born. This is a phenomenal year for me because my life changed uh, for the better. I was married in 2010. That was also a very life-changing uh, moment um, for the good. Um, and it was awesome. But 2015, my life can't, can't, can't have the same schedules. You know, prior to 2015, you know, uh, if I'm working somewhere around the area, I get a call at seven o'clock or eight o'clock. I mean, it's just running around there. I don't have to check. I don't have to put the baby down, do anything. So I could just bounce, you know, um, and um, you know, 2015, that changed. 2015, I joined Keller Williams and heard the concept of teens for the very first time. I was like, what? How has this been hidden for me all these years? And I uh, wanted to build a team. And got our first official, even though the, the thought and the idea was born in 2015, the actual first team member really joined like at the end of 2017. And uh, during that, I had to do a lot of research. I'm, a, I'm an SNC type of personality. I like to get systems ready. So my thought process was I don't want to have my first agent join our team if I didn't have any systems and, and, and benefits for them to be on the team, not just for, you know, lead sakes. So um, that happened and uh, we've been soaring, you know, so... That's awesome, brother. So, I, and I love that I wrote down that you failed the test seven times. Yeah. And that's just like a testament to like, uh, you know, kind of persistence and just not stopping, which as you know, is definitely required uh, in this game. So, okay. So then you were off to the races and stuff. And then at what point did you recognize that having all of your data, which really increasingly that's becoming very important, having all of your data and information with regards to leads and past clients and things of that nature in one place was important. Because I don't know about you, like my tendency in the past is like, I was with sheets of paper and like all this stuff. And I didn't, it didn't, there was a moment that clicked. I was like, okay, like this needs to be all housed somewhere electronically. So when was that for you? And what caused you to come to that conclusion? So funny story, I'll keep it short and simple. You dig where you want, right? Um, when I didn't pass my real estate exam in college, we were looking into computers. I've always had a passion for tech. Um, if there was an easier, smarter, less, more efficient way to do things, I always wanted to go into that. Um, so right off of 08, one of my first investments was, I don't know if you remember them. They were used to be, you know, big partner with KW, right? Market leader. They kind of, I think they still are, you know, so we bought leads from them and, um, you know, we used them for a very long time. It was a CRM and not a lot of people were talking. I remember back in those days, everybody was like, top producer, top producer. Um, and I was the only one that was on Market Leader. And I just enjoyed their platform, right? But I started collecting all the data from there. The beautiful thing about it was when I left Market Leader, all those leads were exported. So literally in my follow-up boss account, everything from 08 till today has always been there because from market leader, although there was this time period of about a year and a half where we beta tested like probably 10 different CRMs, we still kept all our info in market leader. And then when we committed to follow up boss, we just migrated everything over there. So 
um, for, 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 you know, certain things on our migration don't transfer over and they're a little bit more hard. But um, I, I think that in an era where data is important, um, these are warm calls and it really positions yourself, especially if you got a lot of, a few other tech pieces in place for remarketing and being able to just reach out to them at the right time. I think it positions you in a very, very strong place, um, especially now, right? I think we're seeing that a lot, right? Yeah, Data so what I'm yeah, and what I'm seeing is that consumers, I think the buyers took over the buy side of the transaction a long time ago by you know these sites and them being able to look at information where we used to be kind of uh, the monopoly as far as information. And now they didn't need to talk to us to get that information. So they've started to take control over that. They did that a long time ago. What I'm seeing over the last two years is that the sellers are starting to take control of the selling experience where they're going online and kind of making decisions about who they're either going to hire or at least interview based on what they're seeing, right? And for those who see that and can position themselves accordingly, they'll still get their unfair share. For those who don't, then they won't. And it's yeah. kind of as simple as that, right? So, okay, so you started off with market leader and then that was working and you were doing your thing. And then it sounds like you did a lot of due diligence because there was something about that that was just not working for you. And you're like, hey, we need something better. So what was it that you said to yourself there? Like, what was it that you needed that was better? And why did you like go through such huge levels of due diligence? Because I, I really don't think Albert, most, most agents think they hear somebody say something like, oh, market leaders where it's at and they just do it. Or like, oh, follow up boss is cool. And they just like run into it and spend it. And then they never use it. So like, what was it that for you that was like, okay, I'm going to spend like a month doing due diligence on these platforms before I choose one? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> you got to put yourself in my position that 2015 is when I first found out that there was this, there was teams. Honestly, this was hidden from me. I, did, I really didn't know about real estate teams and how they functioned. And um, Market Leader was a great platform. Give, I give them a shout out, you know, but what, what ended up happening was that it, for the level of accountabilities, I started being exposed to different platforms and different ideas. It was just kind of like one of those days where you wake up and then you're like, hmm, I wonder what else is out there. And I started looking at some of the other ones and it wasn't so much so that Market Leader couldn't do something at that particular point. It was, let me be open-minded to see if there's another platform that I can build a team on because I didn't really see a lot of team functionality in the market leader, you know? So at first it really was, how would I be able to do what I, I was already doing by myself? Because, you know, things that I missed out on, you know, in 2014 and 2015 by my, by myself, I was top 1% of realtors in Dayton Broward County. So I wanted to be able to do what I was doing. And being able to position that for the agents to do that and have like accountability and transparency. So then I started things that were not important to me before now became important. How do we have like one channel of communication? How do we keep one clean timeline? How do we see what everybody else is doing on the team? And how do we keep everybody else accountable? These are things I didn't really care about when I was by myself, right? Because, hey, does it show me if they're on the site? Have I called them? Yes, no. Okay, let me call them now. That would be different. So I think that... Um, that's kind of where, and as far as due diligence, I was really looking for that team component, accountability, transparency. And uh, so I'll give you a, a, there was a lot of great platforms. Um, our, due, our due diligence period, by the way, I know this may sound overkill. Um, it wasn't like every day, this is what I was doing. I would dedicate, you know, maybe one day in the week or maybe one day out of two weeks 
But it was a period of like about six or eight months or so, give or take. I, I kid you not, and some people may laugh at this or think that that's wrong, but I spent over $15,000 doing all that because we have to test some of these things. And there's some platforms that had great features. There were great features, but you know what? Something that doesn't get talked about. And one of my favorite things about Follow-Up Boss was the UI, right? The, 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 how you interact with the platform is very simple and is intentionally simple so that the agents can use it and everybody else catches onto it very quickly. Whereas other platforms that will go unnamed, right? They have great, great features, awesome. And it was really hard to get an agent adoption or an admin adoption, just somebody else to adopt that. Yeah. So it um, rhymes that other platform rhymes with Shmamand, right? <laughs> there's a there's a lot of other rhymes to it too. Yeah. That, that's yeah, one so, of them. <laughs> well, and this is some cool. of the other ones out there. <laughs> yeah, and I appreciate your candor. So what Zoom I'm aware town. of. There you go. Yeah, it's perfect. And what I'm aware of, which is really cool, I'm writing stuff down, is that like um I had somebody explain it to me this way, and clearly you can see that. What I think is interesting, what I wrote down is you were asking yourself a question, which is you were actually looking for a platform to build a team on. I think most people view a CRM as a place to house content, like a digital filing cabinet. And I believe, based on what you said to me, because language is a reflection of belief, is the way that you see it is you see it, yeah, it has that component to it but it's actually a platform in which to build the team on, which is a different way of thinking about it, right? Yeah. I'm also, I'm also aware the other thing you wrote down is, that, or the other thing you said that I wrote down is that part of the reason why you chose follow-up boss is that you, you use the word, what was it? IU or UI? The user interface. Why? Yeah. Yeah. So for those who aren't like, you know, techie and nerdy that way, like uh, a UI is a, is a user interface and you're saying that the user interface is intuitive and it's simple. So it makes it easy for everyone to adopt. And why that's so important is I just added a client care coordinator to our team and she used to manage databases for the NSU museum down here. So a huge museum. Oh, nice. And what she told me is, is that the problem with databases is that people don't use them. I said, what do you mean? She's like, there's different departments. They all use their own thing. None of it speaks to each other. And what it should be is it should be a central nervous system where everything gets pumped into it. So all data, all information is there. And right. I was like, oh, that makes sense. So then transaction coordinators aren't using a digital filing cabinet. They're putting it into follow-up boss. Yeah. They're not putting notes somewhere else in an Excel spreadsheet that they email to you. They put in follow-up boss. Listing coordinators aren't you know, going someplace else to get the data and Dropbox and all this other stuff digital filing cabinets, it's all in one place. Yeah. And the reason why in my experience, and I'm curious to hear you curious hear your input on it, is why that's so powerful is because technology is changing consumers' expectations. And what having everything in one place does is it allows you to move fast. And that's what consumers expect. They expect speed. And if it's fragmented, if I have to go different places to grab it, and everybody's not on it and everybody's not communicating within it, then that slows down speed, which slows down my ability to give the client what they actually want. A hundred percent. You're right. You're right on it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's, there's, there's even resistance. If I were to find something that, you know, 
we can do in another platform. Like, I, I don't know if you, um, you remember when leads, um, the leaderboard, right? The mm-hmm. follow boss leaderboard, right? It's such a competitive, beautiful thing. Uh, but we used to have um, another pro- program that would do the same thing, but sometimes like they'd have to log on to another program. And although all the agents have a competitive nature and want to see who's on top or who's leading in this and that, the, to, to log on somewhere else, it was just like, oh, whatever. I guess I'll find out when I find out. But the fact that it's already there, it's a click away. So it's a beautiful thing when you have everything incorporated into one platform. It's 100%. And then I learned something else because I did a training at the end of last year because um, you know I give talks and things of that nature. And they were saying, which was so interesting, is that when you ask someone to go from one place, let's say in the digital world, to another place, whether it's in the digital world or in the physical world, you lose like 20% just in translation, just from ah. getting from one place to the next. So if you say to people like, hey, if you're sitting in a room and you're talking and you're, you're like, yeah, go to the website here to go get signed up, 20% of the people, you lost them. Yeah. Just based on the translation. Versus if I'm in one world, like that makes sense if I'm in the digital world. I'm like, hey, go click here. You're already in the digital world. You have a screen up. If I Or I put the link there so it's easy for you. But if I'm in the physical world, and I'm like, hey, Albert, if this is interesting to you, there's somebody in the back. You don't lose that 20% in translation. So, And this applies to operations, just like what we're doing, which is like, hey, if I have staff and teams and I'm like, hey, my transaction coordinator needs to get off the CRM, go over here, go grab something and come back, it lo- you're, you're losing in translation. Like you're, you're losing speed, you're losing efficiency, you're losing all of those things. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Uh, you're right on it. And let me tell you, the level of like power ups that follow up boss has been able to do consistently, like the system that I want, the reason why I went into it first, uh, mind you, I was, when I was trying to build a team, it, I was still solo, right? But going into it, the amount of power ups that they've done since then till now, it's ridiculous. I don't know if, but they have integrations where on the window, you're in follow up boss, you're not leaving follow up boss. They have integrations with call action, uh, open to close, op- uh, AM cards, right? Bomb, like, bomb. Uh, bomb, 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 bomb. We love that. You know, they don't have to leave the app and the, all the important tools that we were using before. It's right, it's right there in the same window. This is, this is like a no-brainer. This yeah, it's powerful. And then what we came to this, we came to a similar kind of awareness where we were using digital filing cabinets. And then we realized like, oh, you can upload like, like PDFs, like, and we were like, why are we? So then now everything in one shot, you open up a client, you see all of the communication in one shot. You have all those integrations that you mentioned, whether it's the AM, the bomb bombs, like whatever. And then I also have all of their data, like all of the PDFs, everything in one spot and everybody can go to one spot to get it. Uh, which is like unheard of. And what I'm aware of, brother, is like if we were to speak to a room of like a thousand agents, they would be like, that's mind blowing because they're in their phone. They're like, uh, you know, in Excel spreadsheets, they're in Dropbox, they're in all of these different places, right? So by consolidating into one, there's immense power in it. So I guess I'm curious. So so you got with Follow Up Boss. And then what I'm aware of is a lot of people, which you definitely don't strike me to be that type of person, but a lot of people, what they do is they'll get, they'll pay for a service like that. And then they won't really use it that much. But it sounds like you did a lot of due diligence. You spent 15,000 bucks just to pick one. 
but then you like used it and you stuck with it. So like, talk a little bit about that because I'm sure you've seen that. And I'm sure also part of it, like with you, with your team, sometimes you got to be like, Hey man, I need you to make the calls and follow us or Hey man, I need you to update. And they want to do something else and you got to pull them back to it. So two, two separate questions. Let me answer the easier one there to the one that at the, the tail end, as far as getting the agents into it, it's all about like, and, and you know, you're the master at this, right? Setting the right expectations at the get-go, right? So from the moment the agents join the team, there is no other way to, free. if it's not on follow boss, it doesn't exist. It's just that very simple. It's, it was, it's, it's a lot harder if you're, if, if one of your listeners is listening to this and they're not currently using follow boss for their calls and everything, that transition period is tough, but um, you know, you can even just take a look at some of the, the players that are using it out there it's a highly recommended efficiency move, right? For a lot of reasons, which I don't want to bore you with right now, but you know, you can, you're more than welcome to reach out and you know, dig deeper on it. But the idea here is the transparency and the coaching level is through the roof if you use it that way. So um, none of the agents that on our team, we have to have the conversation, oh, you know, they don't want to. They're not going to get a point for on, on the leaderboard. Their numbers are not going to be tracking. So as far as how we coach the agents on with their monthly production, their quarterly production, their yearly productions, there's a lot of KPIs that we look out for that if, you know, uh, have you ever had to do this? I'm not going to mention any names. How many calls did you make? And you literally have to go check box. No, let me just work. Let me be on my, like, I'm making calls. I'm living life as it should be. The app is tracking what I'm doing. So it's totally different environment. Going back into the original question, right? As far as like, I don't know where you wanted to go on that one, which is um, what what was it? I'm sorry, I think I got mixed up with the first the, the sec the second question was was something about like how I got there or what? No, like how you because I think a lot of people oh. they, they they don't like actually use it. They don't it. use so, it. They don't yeah. use it. I here's what I would say. Here's some general truth to it. I can tell you how I did. Keep in mind that I enjoy these things. Right. And I think that a lot of you have to be self-aware. There's a lot of power in self-awareness. Right. You have to hire towards your weakness. So two things are going to happen. You either love the, the building and the systematic and you like to being the engineer of these type of things, at which point you just, you know, time block an hour a day or two hours a day. Be intentional about it. Let it be on your calendar. Schedule it. Do it at that time. Put a priority into it and then do it. And, you know, if, if it's one hour a day, then do that now an hour a day. Reach out to other people. Right. If not, if it's not to your strength, look, power a follow up boss is a powerful community. There's a lot of people that you can connect with that are willing to connect and build the stuff out for you. Mm -hmm. um, I can tell you this um, a simple by experience, by the bruises and wounds that I've had. A lot of times we try to save money. And in the in the event of doing so, we lose money. So for example, when I was going through all these programs with Follow Boss, I hesitated with Follow Boss because at that time when I was looking at it, I didn't want to pay that amount. I just didn't. So if I could avoid it, I, I tried. And the reason that it took long, the reason it wasn't a one month thing, I knew Follow Boss was amazing. I was trying to avoid trying to go ahead and pay for that, you know, for, for those services. And in the meantime, what I ended up doing is spending more money on other reasons why I shouldn't be with the other people. Same thing happens with the people that you hire in your organization, the text that you use, you know, the right move. It's not a matter of cost. It's a matter of return of investment. And a lot of times we're just too focused on the cost, you know? So uh, if you're not someone that wants to build it, that's fine. Hire yeah, someone that yeah. does. 
And you bring up an interesting point. So a couple of things come up for me. One is um, I run this like high level mastermind group called the Freedom Builders. And you have to do like 750 a year in GCI to be in the group. And there's maybe 12 of us. I do some live events as well. But on that, on a conversation with them, what we were talking about is like, hey, if I'm thinking how much does it cost instead of how much can I make, I'm thinking wrong. And that's it's exactly what you just were talking about, right? And I see that because I think success leaves clues. And I've heard that from so many people. I, I was on another podcast with this guy who does land developments really big. He's like, yeah, you know, sometimes you got to talk to somebody and yeah, you got to pay them a bunch of money. And yeah, it only takes them like 10 minutes to give you the answer or 30 minutes, but that's not what you're paying them for. You're paying them for the 15 or 20 years it took to be able to tell you in 10 minutes what to do, right? It's really the truth. And when you get out of that kind of frame of reference, like how much does it cost me instead of how much can I make or what's the opportunity, then things start to open up for you. Now, I did notice though, you said during our call, which is very interesting because I'm seeing as the game evolves and it's evolving more towards tech and away from, in a way, uh, I think previously the main skill that was required was a soft skill like communication and and things of that nature. Still very and now, important. And still very important. Very, very important. And I think now what's also happening is that being techie or understanding technology and being open to it is becoming a must, not uh, well, that's not me, you know, that's not my style, or you know, I don't I don't really like technology or right. So if I'm understanding what you're, like your natural disposition, you said that you've always enjoyed technology, like you've always enjoyed that. So you're naturally suited for that where some people might not be. And what you're saying is, is instead of kind of shrinking and being like, that's not me or I can't figure it out. And it's like, look, like you didn't know how to drive, but you figured that out. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like either you, you could figure it out because you recognize that it's not negotiable, like you have to. Uh, even if it's on a smaller scale, or you can outsource it and have somebody else build it out for you, right? Is that what I'm hearing from you? That's 100%. Yeah. So 100%. then, and then does, I don't know, does follow up boss have like, I'm pretty sure they do. If you reach out to them, they'll give you resources for people that can build stuff out, whether it's smart plans or, you know, whatever it is you want to build out, correct? Yeah, actually, when you when you join Follow Up Boss, um, if you're not in Follow Up Boss or you just you join their Follow Up Boss Facebook community. There is a lot. There, there's a lot of people that are willing to contribute. If you check out their YouTube channel, there's other people that are contributing. Um, I'm one of them. Others are out there as well. But there's people that literally um, have a side business helping people in Follow Boss. So the great thing about it being a big platform, and you know, there, there's people that have recognized that other people are going to need help on it. So if you go to their Facebook group, these people are hand raisers. You just go in there and like, Hey, can anybody help me out? You'll get like three or four recommendations, right? Like in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. Like right um, out of the gate. And it's interesting because, you know, the average age, not to, not that that makes a huge difference, but I'm aware that people that perhaps are in their, I don't know, uh, late forties, early fifties and sixties, that their mental map of the world is different. A hundred percent. And because of that, there's like an enormous need because what's happening is, is that it's not, and the average age of an agent, I think is like 57 years old. Yeah. So yeah. what's true is that still, when, still, still. what's going to change. <laughs> so, so when you combine the fact that it's not negotiable, that you at least have a general understanding of technology and how to integrate it into your business 
and things like social and things like CRMs and you know that that sort of thing. With the with a demographic that you know has a different mental map of the world, there's an outsized need for someone to step in and be like, "Hey, let me help you with this." Right. So for those that are listening, if you find it overwhelming, if you're like, "Oh my gosh, like I don't even know where to get started." What Albert's telling us and what I know experientially is that there are people that will help you. And you just have to know and understand that, yeah, you may on a, like a Facebook thing, somebody might help you for free. I'm also aware, like, you know, we can't be immature. Like we're probably gonna have to pay for help. And if we pay for help, it's okay. Particularly if it helps you get it all set up, you know? And we have to have right expectations, right? Nothing like someone that is in-house for you, that that's their forte right? Like that is not going to compare to some, like you buying someone's action plan or you buying someone doing initial setups or, you know, power up setups for this and that there's the accountability component to it. I was talking to an agent and I know you were aware, aware, well aware of this, right? There's a difference between reading a cookbook and having the chef do it. Right. So um, if, if, if there's just a difference. So being able to get these things and implement them, it's one part of the equation. You should have a trajectory growth plan. Right. You can have great coaches out there that can guide you to this because one thing is going to happen. You cannot suffer on your business because you're trying to figure this out, because as much as I want to play with it, I want to be very clear at it. This is in itself as an agent, if this is all that you do not a money producing activity. It's fun. You can try to find it like if it's Legos, but in itself doesn't give you a buyer or a seller that you can go out and serve. It can help you to it, could help you be more efficient. But I think that if you're an S and C personality, the danger hole there is you've, you, you said you worked all week and months go by and you haven't really prospected and you haven't really done something that's going to move your business forward, but you felt like your CRM is now on a 2.0 level, right? Yeah. yeah. But and I'm like, and I'm like, hey, good for you, but you got no deals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's always like when they're like, hey, let's talk about systems and SOPs. I, I raise my hand in the back. I'm like, uh, we need deals to put into those systems and SOPs. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, and and the thing that I wrote down is is like, hey, but the beautiful thing in this world is both like those two personalities complement each other. You need them both. You do a hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, um, what I'm aware of is uh, what it makes me think about is the way I describe it to people. Uh, that I work with in a coaching capacity is that there's clouds and then there's dirt. So the clouds are things like CRMs, systems, SOPs, like where's the industry going? Like, okay, those are clouds. But then there's dirt. Dirt is pushing, shoving, competing for listing presentations, prospecting, lead follow-up, going appointments, negotiate deals. And what I'm aware of is sometimes to your point, I think it's a good one, is that it can serve as a distraction, is that this stuff that we're talking about is clouds. And the ratio should be like 30% clouds, 70% dirt. Because if I get away from the dirt, then it becomes problematic. So understand that like I can put it in my schedule. And if out of a working week of like, you know, 60 hours or whatever, 30%, so 18 hours is going to be dedicated to this stuff, watching videos of Albert, teaching you it, you know, listening to podcasts like this, learning about it, reaching out to people who can help you build stuff. Okay, fantastic. But then the other 80% of that 60 hours, which would be like 40 something hours, 48 hours, you're in the dirt, right? Yeah. You're pushing, shoving, prospecting, going on appointments, you know, doing all the things that are the dirt of the business. 
No, I, I've heard you talk about this. You're very intentional about it, right? There's a skill and there's a skill about time blocking. Um, listen, don't let the desire of building a great system happen by, by chance. Just like you don't want your real estate career to be by chance. Just like you don't want anything else to be by chance. Just like you don't want to spend time with your family by chance, right? Be very, very intentional about it and be very self-aware. You know, I think that um, two things are going to happen, right? Very simple. This is either going to be something that you're like, when you're listening to this, you're like, I want to go ahead and try to figure it out. Or you're going to be like, ah, that's so far off. Have their realism. If you don't have the resources, still get follow-up boss. Let me tell you, let, let, let me let me say something because I think it's very important. Follow-up boss off the gates because we're talking about fancy stuff for a team and a lot of stuff that a lot of other people don't have to worry about. Let me be very, very, very clear. As a single agent, follow-up boss off the gate will provide you, in my opinion, some of the best services that you can find out in the industry You know, let, without you having a tech bone in your body. Because there's there's predetermined templates, there's follow-up boss 101, there's pre-recorded courses, there's an onboarding process. You don't need to be this super duper tech guy or girl, right, to go in there. It the onboarding process is very simple. Okay. The stuff that I'm talking about when I say these complications and all these others, by complications, I mean like it might sound complicated. Is for some of these power-up things and more of like this team mentality, right? Um, but I think for a single agent and you got the dialer, just do that and you'll notice that you are. So there's one of the things I love to look at is follow a boss reporting six uh, as a sector. If you're a single agent, just do your business. Just do everything that you were doing and just doing it from follow a boss on the dialer. You get to see how many calls you've made, how many people answered. Are you updating these stages? How did you do this week? How can you up? If this week I connected with 45 people on a conversation that was longer than two minutes, um, what, was, what were the results of those 45? How do I make it 50 next week? Um, you, you, you know, there's, there's um, strength in transparency. And you don't have that transparency if you're making the phone calls at your own or you just have a little piece of paper that you just check, you know, who, who you... I made 20 calls. Who were they? How many times? What's your average call for a conversion? How many how many calls do you need to make to get an appointment? How many appointments do you need to get a, a, someone under contract? You know, what does that look like? And all this, all those numbers are not going to be there just because you're doing it on your phone with no level of transparency. And as a single agent on follow-up boss, you get that on day one. As a yeah. team, there's other things that you got to think about as well. But yeah, I think I think that's great advice. And what it made me think about is a couple of things. One is, I mean, they already have preloaded like smart plans or action yeah. plans. And I'm all there. I did was what I tell people is like, listen, man, it's going to get real complicated. You ready? They're like, yep. I'm like, you need to do R&D. They're like, what's that? I'm like, rip off and duplicate. Just steal what they already have. Yeah. And if you want to add like a video sequence to it, great. Like just take what they already have as emails, shoot a video with whatever they were saying. And now you have a 10 email sequence for online you know, leads. And now you got some videos incorporated in it. So I think that's wonderful guidance. The other thing that comes up for me is this idea that you need an accurate assessment of reality in order to produce a good outcome. So I have to see what's true, not the way I think it is, the way I would like it to be, but the way it actually is. And then I can make decisions in accordance with true, and then I'll get what I want. And what you're saying is, as a platform like this, it provides you with an accurate assessment. It's like stepping on a scale. So when agents come to me and they're like, well, you know, I've been calling and everything, and I'm really trying. And then you can pull that up and you're like, dude, was that, was, like, that, was, that, was that, 
Homer Fudd. Yeah, dude. And then, uh, the, and then they're just like, you know, like we're dating ourselves too. Some of the people listening won't even know who Homer Fudd is. So, um, what what I'm aware of is is like, then you can pull this up, and you're like, dude, you made like two hours of calls in the last seven days. Exactly. So you're getting like a very accurate assessment, and then like you're saying, like you can either like coach yourself from that because you can see what you're actually doing, or if you're part of a team. Or if you have, you know, a mentor or a coach in your life, you can give them access to what you're doing. And it creates like accountability for you to where, um, you know, you can actually do something about what's taking place instead of just sitting around and being upset about it. Right. hundred percent. And there's like a thousand analogies that we can go back and forth on this, you know, but I always found it very interesting, right? Athlete coaches, right. They have so many ways to track how an athlete is performing. These are data points. This is transparency, you know? So imagine that when you're on follow boss, you just have like, you know, you got all these things and, and at the end of the day, you see how you did, you know, yeah. how many, how many text messages, how many emails, how many did they reply to that? What's your response rate? These are things that without it, you're delusional of what is actually going on because this is data points that, you know, as you go through the day, you don't, you can't tell me right off the bat. So yeah. Well, and I love that analogy because like we're obsessed with data points, like about sleep, about like how many steps I took, about all this stuff. But from a business perspective, we're just like floating around. Like, I don't know. And then once agents start to make money, I'm like, okay, well, what's your like, uh, you know, what's your kind of gross margin? They're like, I don't know. Mike, how much did you profit last year? I don't know. Like, what are your taxes going to be? I don't know. And these are all data points. And and the more that you you track them, the more accurate assessment of reality you have, the better assessment of reality, the better decisions you'll make, and that'll increase the chances you'll get what you want. So I guess I'm wondering, as we wrap this up, like with you, are you playing with anything currently, like add-ons that you think are really cool in follow-up boss that you could be like, hey, like if you guys incorporate this, I think it would be a solid move. We're messing around with one that we learned from you and it's actually awesome. But I'm curious to get like your feedback as to what you're using as an add-on right now that's getting either getting really good results or clients are responding to it very well. Yeah. So we have um, um, two of our favorite add-ons, hands down, no contender, AM cards. These are an ability to be able to send handwritten notes straight from the system. God, I love that. Within less than a minute, a card is going out. So beautiful. It saves on the timeline. The second one is call action. Um, so it's a very powerful platform that allows you to kind of create uh, action plans um, where text messages, voice messages, and meet and digital media goes out um, for, you know, as, as you intended and built it out. And what I love about it is I don't need to leave follow a boss for it. Both of those things to work. We also have a, a, another integration with um, open to close. And those are kind of like our, you know, our, our go-tos. There's a lot of other stuff that you can, bomb, bomb. I mean, bomb, bomb is uh, something that we use a lot of, uh, as well. SendGrid, if you haven't heard about SendGrid, is just ability to, you know, that's, that's a whole different thing, you know, like email, repu- you know, email reputation is such a thing that we got to be protective of. Right now, a lot of people have this idea of protecting there's a lot more going on right now with protecting your phone numbers right you have to do a lot of that that's been going on with emails for such a long time and SendGrid kind of helps you out with all that those are the things that we use you know for right now that 
it's mostly like on a on a daily. That's awesome. So I wrote down SendGrid, uh, AM cards. We're using AM cards. It's amazing, fantastic, like so easy and quick as far as delivery. So we're delivering like when the listing agreement's signed, they get something. When it goes under contract, they get something like all throughout the process. So we're delivering at a much higher level. Um, bomb bomb you mentioned, uh, open to close. And then I'm curious. So with call action, I guess that's a, cause I know with the way bomb bomb is set up, they'll do like an initial text message and then the rest are emails and you can have videos, but it sounds like with call action, there, there could be more than one, more than the initial text message. Is that right? Yes, more than the initial and strategically placed in the beginning part of a uh, of of more on the nurturing and converting, not necessarily on an active client. I understand, and then and then the range because I know all of these costs. So it's like something like call action. What what is that additional in terms of a monthly fee? I believe. Uh, don't quote me if I'm. Don't quote me off on of this. Uh, but I think it was like one seventy five. Okay. Uh, you know, give give or take for one user, one fifty, one seventy five, somewhere around there. Somewhere around no, one ninety nine. I think it is. But I think no. But that's uh, I forget, man. It's on this. It's on their site. So that's what. That's that. Um, bomb bomb is like what five hundred or something for the a year. For the year, yeah, it's year. Um, spoiler alert. I don't. You know, this is by the way all legit. One subscription to bomb bomb gives it to the entire team with follow mm-hmm. boss. Yep. That's a money saver. Um, what else did we mention? AM, AM card is, cards. yeah, I forgot what the monthly subscription on that is, but then you just pay like, what is it? Like $2, $3 a card or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, super awesome. Um, and then uh, SendGrid, they actually have a free option, you know, depending on how much emails you're sending. And then you can just kind of go up from there. Yeah, so it's interesting. So with all of these add-ons, which again, if you're kind of initially getting started, don't get overwhelmed. You can pick and choose the ones <laughs> that you think uh, are useful. And like Albert, I would propose there's a couple that would I would do first, particularly if you're starting off. The first is bomb bomb because meeting people in the digital form and sending videos is critical. Like everybody's moving towards video. You'll notice reels, TikTok, like all of that is video oriented versus these static one-dimensional things. So I think that helps you stand out. I use it for lead follow-up. I use it for conversion. I use it for all different types of things. Wait, can I pick uh, your brain real quick? Yeah. You heard about follow-up boss video? Yes. Ah, so one of the things that we found out was um, the follow-up boss video in, already included with your plan. You send the videos through text and it's high quality video. I've seen the quality being a little bit higher in resolution than what you can see from BombBomb. Okay. So we've done screen recordings. We've done it from our iPhones. And there's just a lot of great... And it does that... We love it when we send it with BombBomb because one thing that BombBomb does that's, that the FUB one doesn't do right now. So when you send it through BombBomb, it has a GIF, right? And it has that, that media. It's not just the link yet. <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm curious, does does theirs... Because the other thing I really love has about... has a photo, not a GIF. Okay. So it and, does then the the, photo, and it has a photo and then the link. And so it's a photo of somewhere around the first five seconds. So it's a photo of whatever you recorded. The first five, they'll, they'll do a screen capture or something like that. And they'll have the link. Bomb bomb, it's a GIF, which is interaction a lot higher, but also depending on who you're sending it to, if you already built trust, right? If, if, if this is front end, meaning on the conversion cycle, Probably a bomb bomb with a GIF has a higher click through rate 
than me just sending it through. But um, we don't actually have all the details on that um, right, out, right off the bat. Yeah, I'd also be curious too. It's a little bit of a digression though. But the other thing I like, I really like about BombBomb is that uh, the email tracking. I can see how many times they've opened it. I can see how many times they've watched it, which is like, I don't know about you, but if I'm going on an appointment and I can see that they've watched my video like seven times, I'm like, this is done. Like w- there's... And it also shows you a little bit about their disc, right? Yeah. So one of the things yeah. that we do for our listings is we send different videos. Mm-hmm. They saw one that tells me a little bit. And if they saw all of them, that tells me a little bit more. Tells me yeah. a little bit more. So the more information I can gather, the better. So listen, man, this has been like awesome. So if people have, and again, I appreciate you taking the time. I know your time is really valuable. If anybody has questions, if anybody you know wants to reach out to you and maybe ask you a little bit about FUB or about anything, where could they find you? Uh, yeah, very simple on Instagram. I, I, you know, for those that are doing that Instagram, Albert, the number four homes, um, actually all of our social profiles, uh, LinkedIn, anything, it's the same thing, Albert, number four homes, um, that would, you know, you can send me a direct message through there. You can also just, you know, if you want to go ahead and call me or text me, it's 305-363-1585, uh, direct line gets straight to me. And, um, and yeah, you know, it's just, you can go to our website, but if you go to our website, you're not, you'll see about us, but there's no direct message option for me there. Yeah. And that's just a testament about like, uh, how, you know, Albert's really about connecting and kind of sharing and pouring out because you notice he gave you his actually direct number and there's very few people that would do that. So again, I appreciate you taking the time. If you guys that are listening, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with somebody that you think, you know, could perhaps benefit from it. Also uh, smash that subscribe button because then you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. So we appreciate you uh, being here with us and look forward to reconnecting soon. Thanks again, Albert. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron Novello podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Novello. Happy hunting.